Brewing with Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDowell, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Hey, 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 hey listeners. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <sighs> Big crowd today. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. We need a studio audience. We need a laugh track for this show. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that'd be a good, good head right there. Right. Somebody laughing at my jokes. <laughs> like, or they could throw stuff at me or Dude, something. Moscow could totally manage that. Yeah. Oh, he'd be all into that. Well, when I tried it... Hey, we could do it here in the front. Fuck those guys. Let's do it here. Okay. Yeah. Get, it, get it ready. <laughs> no, no, let's cue it up. No, we don't want to be that show. We don't? I don't know. Maybe we should. Yeah, I, I We're better, know. aren't we? I don't even think about it in terms of better. We're, it's different. It's different. I have a different experience here right. than I do at the other show. It's like those people you see wandering down the street, riding the short bus. They're different. Don't worry. They're just different. They're just different. Yes. We are different. Yeah. Are you guys ready to check the traffic and the weather? <laughs> yes, yes. Now up. My my sweaty sh- balls, yes. Mm-hmm. All right, reporting live here from uh, downtown El Cerrito. <laughs> Where's the cowbell sound effect? Yeah, really? Uh, yeah, well, you know. That's one of the the joys of uh, life of homebrew shows. <laughs> homebrew shows, yeah. Homebrew you shows. know, and uh, what's homebrew without a great place to get, to get quality your supplies? Yes. Right, like Northern Brew. Great segue. Good shit. Another spot yeah. for the cowbell would have been yeah. perfect. Right. Yeah. Northernbrewer.com. <laughs> Check them out. They've been sponsoring this show for like the last eight years and paying for it, so you don't have to. So uh, go check them out. The least you can offer them is a little bit of love. Yeah. Go check the website out. Go uh, see all the goodies they got. They got good pricing, good shipping, good good crew of people. They have things you don't Bruh. even know you need because you don't know they have you know them. You, kind of thing. Need. you browse them, yes. Right, like uh, you know, Slickwood, things like that. Yeah, You can order yeah. their catalog there. They'll send you a hard copy. Those are fun to thumb through. Yeah, while well, you're sitting on the bowl, well, through. Uh, that goes without saying. Yeah. Daydreaming about uh, the next thing you want to you wanna do. Absolutely. Yeah. The next thing when the spank to. bank is empty, you have to <laughs> right, go to right, the, right. the, the yeah, when, when things are raw and uh, yeah. you, you really just can't be rubbing it anymore. <laughs> and you, you rub the color out, out yeah. your dick. Uh, <laughs> you pick up the Northern Brewer catalog instead. Oh, another, we just another, lost our sponsor. This is another lube show, is it? <laughs> no, back back many shows ago, I uh, explained about uh, rubbing the color out your dick. That's my favorite Snoop Dogg song. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, you have to go back in the archives if you want to hear the story yeah, of that. It was that. It was at one of the uh, NHCs I told that story. Oh, live with an audience, a yeah, live studio yeah. audience. Yeah, Justin could not believe that I told that story. Yeah, yeah he even looked, let's cue it. He was embarrassed. He goes, oh? He's well, because it's like a crowd of like, families walking oh, by. Oh, yeah, this is my own, yeah, well, <laughs> the families. Kids looking at you like, mommy. Just see if anybody was listening. Why is he talking about rubbing the color out of his dick? <laughs> Hey, he's been drinking. What else? Yeah, whatever, it's his excuse. And you know, see, I've been drinking since morning. Oh, what do you expect? Two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm already, you know... Trying to keep it up. I'm into my blue material by then. <laughs> exactly. That's right. That's right. Oh, my God. Jim, it's more like a nightclub act than a, than a podcast. <laughs> what is that live audience? <laughs> That's true. That's what we need. We need, uh, like, a live drinking audience. Exactly, to, you know... 
Yeah. People are so drunk, they think anything's funny. Yeah, and then right. they would enjoy awesome. the show. They I'm definitely telling enjoy it. You. Absolutely. Well, what are we enjoying today? Oatmeal, oatmeal stout. stout. Oatmeal stout. Yeah. That's a, it's a good beer. Tough to brew. Tough to brew a, you know, a great example. I think people yeah. get misdirected. They tend to, they, they think it's one thing or another. They get kind of confused and then, or they, they try too hard. You know, they're adjusting water way beyond reasonable or they're trying to add way more body or flavor than really is justified. And they end up with these weird, you know, very heavy, very roasty or acrid and dry or minerally or, you know, just these weird things going on where they make them too big or, or what have you. And uh, they kind of they kind of ruin the whole thing. So uh, I think that that's, you know, why it seems so difficult. People are making it more difficult than it really is. Like like dry stout. Dry yeah. stout, real easy. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a great session beer, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, John, you want to give us the, kind of the rundown on uh, oatmeal stout? Yeah. You know, I think in the aroma, you should get like a balance of like a chocolate coffee and like some figs, you know, or a raisin character. There's this compliment. Um just these ester profile, and then these these, these just these burnt aromas from the grain in it, um, and it all starts from there. And then when you go to sip it, you should get this kind of like this velvety kind of not liquid, but like <laughs> like silky, <laughs> like malt flavor coming through. And it should be balanced all the way through. And then all of a sudden, when you if you just leave it in your mouth, and it kind of opens up, and then you get this. Thick, creamy Thick, in your creamy mouth. chocolate, toffee, mm-hmm. fig, you know, raisin character going on. Mm-hmm. And then you'll just get this warming character coming through from the alcohol. And then all of a sudden you'll just start to see it linger off as you swallow it. And it's, it's, it finishes relatively dry, not sweet. I mean, there might be some sweet notes coming through from the car- crystal malts using it. But uh, it's it's a very, it's like this chocolatey beer. It's, it's, it's a really phenomenal beer if it's done right. And it can... It's a dessert beer. It's a it's a great winter beer. Um, so that's my interpretation. I mean, I found that most homebrews that I've had of this style, they they're not balanced, and I think you got to be careful with your dark malts. Yeah, and I think the even with your and I think you got to tweak with your water or not tweak with your water, depending if you have hard water. But the the trick is balance with the dark malts mm-hmm. and clean fermentation. Well, so, and you know that's one of the things like you're saying is balance. Your your roasty grains can give you a dryness and a bitterness and acridness and acidity. So you can't go too heavy on those. Yet you need this coffee chocolate character. Right. You want some residual sweetness, but not so sweet that you're more in the milk sweet stouts, but not so dry that you're more towards the dry stouts. Uh, you know, not, you know... Not lacking in in your your dark grains, so you're more like a brown porter, right? You know, <laughs> and not overdone, so you're into like you know imperial stout kind of intensity, too hot. yeah, right. So, like you're saying, balance is is really important. Um, it's got to have that 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 coffee, that chocolate. It's got to have that light touch of sweetness to balance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's soft, yeah. The, it's soft. It's lips. full. It's, it's it's rich. But not yeah. overdone, not right. over heavy, not too much, not 
too full, not too sweet, not not cloying, not too rich. It's got to be something you you're going to drink a pint of and then have another pint of. Right. Because this is what five and a half percent alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Four point two to five point nine is the range. I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And IBUs twenty five to forty. You know, ranging in there depending on the well again, hot balancing balancing with the bittering and uh, well like uh, you know dry stout a lot of lot of hops in a lot of bittering hmm. so you got to kind of have that that balance to it uh, what we've got in front of us is um, we got Sam Smith's oatmeal stout we got uh, Anderson Valley Barney Flats we've got uh, uh, Firestone Walker Velvet Merlin and uh, Scott threw us a little curveball here, Ninkasi oatmeal stout with, with vanilla. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's the only one that is not on the, not on, the classic style. Not on styles. the classic style yeah. list. I right. thought we could just, you know... Well, and I don't think uh, uh, Firestone's not on the classic oh, style. no, it's not, but uh, John recommended it, which is better than it being on the <laughs> guidelines. <laughs> <laughs> My opinion matters, yes. Yeah. Not really. You've made John very happy, Scott. Mm. Someone's got it. <laughs> he's my well, he's, he's got a tube of liquid. You can make him really happy. Any, anybody can be made happy. <laughs> right. So, um, uh, my doctor uses it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, what, what were we so uh, got uh, these four styles of beers. Uh, yeah, oatmeal stout is, uh, you know, traditionally an English um, uh, stout made with oats. Right? Yeah. So, a uh, variant of uh, sweet stout. Oats giving it kind of a, if you toast them, you kind of get a nutty, uh, kind of uh, grainy oat character from it. If you don't toast them, you don't get a whole lot of anything. Um, it can impart a little bit of slickness, a little bit of mouthfeel on there. Um, if you use too much, it can get oily, kind of uh, mm. that kind of weird slickness, and you can get a weird sheen on the beer, and you know you probably used way too much. Yeah. No, so, that'll uh, kill head retention, right? Uh, it, it, it could. Yeah, it could. Um, you know, one of the uh, interesting tricks, uh, and probably I should save it for later, but I won't remember it for later is the problem, right. is using the uh, the golden uh, oats. Oh. Uh, those things, oh, which yeah. you can get from Northern Brewer, mm-hmm. one of the few places you can get them, those uh, naked golden oats, they, uh, they have a much more nutty uh, oat character to them than uh, regular rolled oats do. So mm-hmm. you might check out our, our fine sponsor, northernbrewer.com, pick up some of those and try those. No, this is a, a, a grain. It's not a uh, gelatinized uh, oatmeal. It's not like a, a flaked, or, or is it? Flaked? No, 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 it's yeah. not. It's not. You'd crush it and throw it in with a mash. Like with a mash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, and didn't we use it for one of the uh, candy brewers? seemed like there was. An, I, I don't think I made that beer. I don't remember buying I think it might have been like the very first one, and maybe I did it. It was some sort of stout. I wouldn't be doing that here. Or probably. something. There was there was something where I remember. <laughs> I think I think I I ended up doing it. Naked oats. Yeah. Nice. And I bought them from uh Northern Northern Brewer. Brewer. Absolutely. Yeah, they supplied the uh grains for our our brew. Now, I bought them. I I bought them. I went too. online <laughs> and bought them. I never got That's any free beer. Delivered to your home. Any free grains. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was reasonably priced, so it really didn't the, wasn't I get to drink the beer with a wanker. Yeah, yeah. I had a nice beer to drink afterwards. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, let's uh, get into more about the uh, commercial examples we have right after this. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. In 
city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh, no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the Home Brewer. Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My doctor, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creatures and the <laughs> Yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Glickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. Fast Track is here. Hey, everyone, we're back. I'm sure some of you have saw the Fast Track Speed Challenge videos at thefasttrack.ca or down at the NHC last year. Basically, it's a test of homebrewers' bottle handling skills. 24 bottles are spread out on a table with an empty fast rack and beer box. It's a time trial or head-to-head competition to fill the fast rack full of bottles, put on the box, and flip everything over. And we're in the midst of planning a North American circuit for fast rack speed challenge events. The winner of each event will upload a video of their quickest time of their fast rack speed challenge to Facebook and YouTube and tag it at the fast rack in the photos. Then the people in the top 15 videos will be chosen to compete at the NHC World Championship next year. The top 15 will get free full conference badges to the National Homebrew Conference in Grand Rapids. Yeah, free and guaranteed entry. All these tickets are worth thousands of dollars and we're giving them away. Check, it, check out the Fast Rack Speed Challenge at thefastrack.ca. Happy Fast Racking! When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified beer server, certified Cicerone, and 
and master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. And uh, while I'm at it, let me tell you about uh, craftbeer.com. From our great friends at the uh, Brewers Association, craftbeer.com. It's uh, a great website to learn about beer styles, learn about uh, craft beer. They've got uh, brewery listings there, beer education videos, blogs, news. Food and beer pairing, uh, you know, oatmeal, what, what goes well with oatmeal stout? Well, they've got great pairing information along with great recipes. Uh, you can uh, use their beer style finder, a lot of that, and tons more. Really anything uh, a beer lover could want, you'll find on uh, craftbeer.com. So check it out today, and uh, you'll you'll uh, be celebrating the best that uh, American craft beer has to offer there at their, their website. So check it out, craftbeer.com. All right, on these beers, we, uh, like I said, we had Sam Smith's... Uh, Oatmeal Stout, we've got the uh, Firestone Velvet Merlin, we've got the Barney Flats Oatmeal Stout, we've got the uh, Anderson Valley Barney Flats, we've got uh, the Ninkasi uh, uh, Otis uh, Oatmeal Stout with vanilla. All right, uh, Scott, jump right in. We always go with you first so we don't uh, queer your results. By, not, uh, not in this regard, influence at least. It. <laughs> influence your, your results, I should say. Well... It's unfortunate. I, I think we're noticing a trend with the uh, Samuel Smiths, or at least some of the stuff coming from uh, overseas, mm-hmm. uh, which is that it is not in the best condition by the time it is purchased on the shelf by yours truly. Uh, I just got like a heavy grape flavor. It was like red, whiny grape and kind of buttery. What? It's definitely an off flavor, right? Really? What am I? Do you, do you think grape and taste that. I mean, it, it, I, it is it is off, right? This is not what they wanted it to be, is it? Actually, when you say that, I can say, like, kids' grape juice. Yeah. Yeah, candy grape. Yeah. Candy grape, yeah. Okay. So, it, what, what does that come from? I mean, it's definitely an off flavor, right? My, I would say oxidation. Well, yeah, I think it might age. I could say it might share an ester with that flavor. Uh, it probably is an age thing, yeah. Well, I uh, think of Bach beer. And when you freshly make a Bach beer, you get those melanoidins along with those alcohols, those esters and things like that. God, that that, that come, come to pass in a higher alcohol. And so we get a lower alcohol version. 
get those esters along with those dark melanoid and rich. I think you get kind of that grapey thing from that. <laughs> now, sure, it's showing a little bit of age, but I don't think it's uh, uh, over the top bad. You don't think so? No, no, oh, okay. no. Still a good example. Hmm, interesting. Well, it it just didn't hit my my palate well then. Uh, so the um, hit your palate. Yeah. <laughs> the Firestone Walker. I feel weird saying this because I just I'm in love with everything that comes out of that brewery. I guess except for this. I I didn't. I, I was just there a, a couple of weeks ago, and I had the Velvet Merkin, which is the barrel-aged version of this beer, yeah. and it was just stellar, I just out of this world good. Uh, and I just, this this example struck me as acrid. I don't know if it's grassy, but definite acrid, especially up against the Anderson Valley and the Nikasi, and I, I did not find it good, weirdly. Uh, the Anderson Valley, I thought, was the best for sure it was balanced really well it's dry i love dry it was creamy and it wasn't too anything forward which is just what i love in a beer it is just nothing stands out it's just balanced and great then Nkasi was along the same lines it was creamy and dry and it had the vanilla in it which i know isn't to style but i love it because it complements the rest of the beer so so beautifully in my opinion huh all right that shows what you know, but that's all right. No, man. John? John that's all part of your segment. Here. Sweep the lake. <laughs> John, no your, mercy. What was your take that's on why these beers? Finish him. Finish him. Holly, you can. Uh, I just dated myself there. Uh, the, the Ninkasi was... Yeah, don't, don't be dating yourself here in the studio. You wait until you're home with okay. your Slickwood and, and you go to town. I take a day with my Slickwood. My wife, anyway. The Nikasi way too hot in alcohol, um, too dry and astringent and not balanced. It's funky. Um, Can't drink it. I like the Samuel Smith. A little, what's it, acrid? I thought it had some astringency issues. I get some plastic notes in there and some um, little hints of bubble gum. I don't know. seems a little... It's still a good beer, though. I, I've drank it off the shelf before. thing is, with beers that are stored dry on the shelf, like this beer is normally, mm-hmm. and same with Firestone, like at Trader Joe's, you know, I, beer that's stored warm, it's, you're not doing it justice, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they buy it. Get a refrigerator, for Christ's sakes. Um, Just for the record, this was in the refrigerator, this Sam Smith. Wow. Okay. Because it tasted better from Trader After Joe's. And I just completely contradicted myself. After um, it sat warm for six months. Yeah, it could yeah, be. Right. Really you never know, just because it is. Mm-hmm. I like the Firestone, actually. Um, I think it's got that ester note to it, that English kind of ester flavor to it. Um, I think it's a little oxidized. Nice try finish. But Anderson Valley, hands down, has that that oat influence, that creaminess all the way across the palate. I thought it had the hmm. nice malt character. Ester, esters were there. It had the dark chocolate subtle in the background. So there you go. Mm-hmm. I like Anderson Valley. Mm-hmm. Taste. Well, to me, the uh, I like the uh, Farson Walker, uh, Walker Velvet Merlin. Um, you know, I can't say it. Uh, it's just it doesn't have that rounded oatmeal character I'm looking for. I guess because it's probably not an oatmeal stout, right? Is that or is it? It says right on it, oatmeal stout. It says it is an oatmeal stout. Yeah, the Firestone. I'm not getting that. It says right yeah, on here, absolutely. oatmeal stout seasonal release. I'm, just gonna, know, I'm not getting enough oatmeal character for me. Uh, I like Anderson better as far as you know the flavor and character. To me, that's a beer that has a little bit too low a pH. Like I get, you know, in the in the finish, I get this kind mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. a uh, little you know, sharp acid and uh, kind of a tingling, 
little ir- little uh, d- uh, gets my attention too much. I'm, mm-hmm. It's getting my attention more than the beer itself is mm-hmm. the sensation on the tongue kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, and then the Nkasi beer. Uh, well, I mean, I before the vanilla kicks in, I do sense there's a, there's a pretty good beer there. It's just that the vanilla just sort of takes it over, uh, you know, mid palate and beyond. It's all I get is uh, vanilla character. The the Samuel Smiths I, I like a lot. Uh, just I'm just so used to uh, American character that I I can't uh, I can't uh, get behind it too much. But I'm a big fan of the Anderson Valley for sure. Yeah, um, yeah i I cannot stand the Nicosia. I I cannot drink that. Wow, that is so full of of rubbing alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Hot John, alcohol. you mentioned. Yeah, it's just reeks of kind of burns a hot alcohol it's um 7.2 percent but at even 7.2 it shouldn't be so not with that much to hide behind it yeah it a, should not be full of rubbing alcohol like that i don't get that at all oh man really not at all alcohol oh, heat I, I get none no, of it it's, 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 it's you ever smell a bottle of rubbing alcohol or of course of course i've, I've cleaned my bongs i mean i mean uh, wounds and it smells nothing like that nothing i that's crazy that you get that I mean that it can just be a hundred zero like that. It 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 hits you, man. It's yeah. like the alcohol cuts through all the mall right halfway, and you're like, boom. A lot of it is volatilized now, but uh, whew, man, when when I was first poured, I I it was colder. Ugh. Oh, I I couldn't I couldn't stand it. Yeah, yeah, that's it was intense, intense. Um, and I I consider hot alcohols a, a serious flaw in any beer. No no beer no, should have hot that's, alcohol. That's a fermentation problem. Yeah. yeah. Um. Sam Smith, it's showing some age, but I think it's still pretty good. And I think, um, you know, it, a lot of it is that British uh, fermentation care. It's, it's mm-hmm. Sam Smith's. I mean, I, it tastes like no, It Sam tastes Smith's like one me. of their beers from mm-hmm. the beginning to the end, no doubt. Mm. And it is, it is a great example. A little bit, showing a little bit of age, but I tell you, it's still a great example of uh, what oatmeal stout should be. Got that nutty, oaty kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. You got the the chocolatey coffee. You got the slight balancing sweetness, not too sweet, not too dry, right in there. That's uh, an excellent example of of what they're talking about there. You go to the Anderson Valley, you get a, a more coffee focused, a little more acrid, a little more, a little more biting, especially in aroma, right? But it's got the sweetness to balance. Again, it's got that balanced sweetness, not too much, it's just barely enough mm-hmm. to cover up that extra roast. Yeah, that's why. Uh Crystal malt in a beer like this is really important. You, you have to have crystal in this beer. It's not a beer you can do without because you got to balance off that uh, the bite of the of the crystal, mm-hmm, of the dark mm-hmm, malts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the 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 Firestone. Um, it's a big seller out here for sure. That beer. Yeah, it's a nice beer. I don't think it's a great oatmeal stout. I think it's it's leaning. Too much more towards the porter side than it is towards the stout side. Mm. It needs a little bit more of the coffee kind of character. Yeah, I agree. It does. I think it's, even more. It's oak got character. that sweet roasty balance mm-hmm. going on, but it needs just a touch more, like the Anderson Valley, a little more coffee, a little more mm-hmm. stoutish. It's a, mm-hmm. a little more uh, leaning more towards the porters. Yeah. I, I I could still see it as a, a a decent example. Fine beer, but I mean, if we're we're picking nits as to what's going to be a great 
example of oatmeal stout for you to emulate to go and win in a competition yeah, measure yourself against yeah i'd i'd point you to the uh, anderson valley because that one's going to stand up against a lot of the others or i'd point you towards the sam smith's where you've got that british character when when people expect a british character to their oatmeal stout yeah. uh, versus more of an american character i would point you to either one of those hmm. uh you know if you want to have a nice beer have the have the firestone um you know, if you, yeah. if you, and the others, of course, nice beers. It's a great oatmeal porter, huh? Yeah. <laughs> really? Little, it should make I mean, a style for it. A little, little more towards the porter. Not completely porter-like, not completely. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, it's it's a kinda, yeah, a little, if, little yeah if you were to judge it as a porter, you'd say it was deficient as well. Mm-hmm. But I can see what you're saying. It moves in that direction, more towards the uh, chocolate than the roast. It's funny, Jimmy, you say that porter, because it was a little too heavy for me to drink when I bought it, so I cut it back about 20% with, like, a base beer, like uh, right, right. a Heineken. And then it was all some of it was porter. And it was just like everything you wanted in a porter was right there. I tell you, that Anderson Valley, that Sam Smith's, there you go. Yeah. There's the world of oatmeal stout. I think it's their best beer they brew. Uh, Sam Smith's? Anderson Valley. An- oh, wow. Could be. Yeah. Uh, that's that's it, saying a lot. I mean, they, I remember it some, 10 years beers. ago, and it tastes the same. And yeah, it's yeah. consistently, it's always a great well, I, stout. I tell you, there was, there was a, a downturn at Anderson Valley uh, some years ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you if you knew Anderson Valley early on, then you were kind of disappointed. There was a downturn, I think, in the quality. Hmm. And uh, so they're back. Uh, sort and, of tracks pretty well with Fowl's who, who, who resume, doesn't it? <laughs> right. The Fowl came back. <laughs> I told him this. He goes, oh, no, it's not me. What? That's oh, too much of a coincidence. Tell, it's too much of a coincidence. Yeah. But I'll tell you, <laughs> you know, uh, since he came back and, and, you know, recently, uh, just fantastic across the board again. Just absolutely everything that Anderson Valley used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is again and then some. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. If you haven't had them in a while and you, right. and you threw them or, to the roadside, pick, or you pick, had them, try yeah, them again. You had them back a while yeah, when they like were it. they were not as good. Hmm. Uh, try it again. Go go buy yourself a bunch of different Anderson Valleys and try them. You'll be shocked. Uh, you know, you see it on draft, order yourself Anderson Valley. Yeah. Uh, and they even have some sours. They got all sorts of stuff going on. And just fantastic, absolutely fantastic. I'm I'm so impressed and so pleased because, you know, great great group of folks out there. And then, uh, you know, they've got uh, you know they're hitting on all cylinders again. It's really exciting to see. It's like yeah, great beer, and they're around here, uh, easy to find. So uh, you know you're getting quality. So and go visit them. It's a great drive. It's a beautiful country. Yeah, beautiful. It's it takes boom, a while boom. to go out into into the little hillbilly valley they have there, Everybody but. Is. It's a great drive. Right. But it's, and it's a cool place, too. Mm. they got a great uh, tasting room and everything. So if you get a chance, check it out, uh, Anderson Valley. Yeah. And I, I, would, I would, you know, because the Sam Smith is showing a little age, I think if the Sam Smith was was perfect, uh, fresh off the boat, oh. I'd go with the, the Sam Smith. I'd, I'd have to stick with that because of the uh, the pedigree and the English character sure. and all that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, an easy win for the uh, Anderson Valley in this case, I think. Nice. Very good. All right. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we will talk about uh, recipes for oatmeal stout after this. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad 
fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that Hop Tech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. Hop Tech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and brewing brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of mead on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the mead category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously? What? You're paying money for that watered-down mead when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight doesn't stop at 14% like most meaderies to save 40 cents a gallon. Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. Be a part of the BN Mead Explosion and ask for, no, demand Moonlight Meads at your favorite bottle shop. Moonlight Meads. Girly names, manly meads. Hey, sign me up for that party. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines, so I'm the professional. <clears throat> Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Brewing 
announces their first customer recipe issue since 1991. This free 64-page catalog includes 27 of the best homebrewing recipes submitted by their regular customers. Best of all, this paper-only catalog is free for the asking. Just go to williamsbrewing.com and click on the free customer recipe issue link. This offer expires October 18th. While you are on the site, check out some of the latest exclusives like the Williams Oatmeal Stout Malt Extract, the Big Oxygen System, and they even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enjoy their famous customer service. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Now back to Jamil, Tasty and Plisé. It's Brewing with Style. Well, and look at the uh, the great head on uh, you know the Sam Smith and the Anderson Valley. You get that great head retention, which uh, you should have a creamy, thick head. Absolutely. Over my head creams. <laughs> You're looking at me like I lost my mind. Man. I, I was waiting for a segue into a live. <laughs> I don't know whether that was a sexual innuendo or I, didn't, I was a little confused there. But uh, well, if you wanted something sexual, yeah, some sort that? of enjoyable, like you know, uh, never liquid get or something. Never get enough of that. You can check it out at adamandeve.com. Oh, okay. They, uh, if you, it, it, I tell you, for a limited time, if you use the offer code STYLE, S-T-Y-L-E. Oh, this is a style show? Okay. Yeah. This is a style show. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, style. Worst worst code ever. There you go. Should be like, you can also use Jamel. J-A-M-I-L. Like I, beer I, I like that be better, code. actually. Uh, at uh, com, what you're going to find is they're going to give you 50% off your uh, your yeah, any one item. Half you off. could get yourself a tube of Sliquid half off. Instead of 27 bucks, it's thirteen fifty. You could get yourself a dildo instead of... Uh, What's a dildo go for right now, huh, Scott? Fifty, sixty bucks. No, uh, well, that'd be really good. Yeah, no, that's expensive. I mean, you know, twenty nine ninety nine. Why would you buy? I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't you, know. You, you, you get know. one for thirty. Bucks. I'm not sure. You, instead of instead of twenty nine, why would you ever buy a cheap dildo? You're I mean, paying. Think about it. <laughs> you're paying. Could be a first date. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be using this thing and putting it in your body. <laughs> go big or go home. Right. 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 Girth. I mean, get quality material. I'm glad my friends right. don't listen to this show. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, instead of paying twenty nine, you're gonna pay fourteen fifty. Right? You get yourself a nice big giant schlong fourteen fifty instead of twenty nine. Delivered. So free. you use that style code. Yeah. Style, you get fifty percent off just about any one item. Nice. You're gonna get yourself uh a uh free shipping. You're gonna get yourself a free extra gift. Ooh, like, so sensual, I can't mention. Oh my god! And you so get to hot. choose a category three three adult DVDs. You oh. can choose from genres such as anal amateurs and big breasts, big butts, bisexual, chunky, go edge, fetish, gay, interactive POV, lesbian, milfs, etc. Mm. So you get to choose these three DVDs, adult DVDs. You get the free shipping, you get the free extra gift, and fifty percent off of the one item. That's all you're. That's all you're paying. Fifty percent off of one item. That's it. Damn. And you get all this this stuff for free. Imagine so the night you could have once you receive that package. <laughs> That's right. You could receive and internalize any one of these packages. It's worth it. And you get that right now at adamandeve.com. You can even do it from your mobile phone. That's what Tasty's doing right there. <laughs> he is. So look, he's I'm totally he's on camera right now. He doesn't know it, too. S-T-Y-L-E. I'm in. I'm he's in. in. There you go. You're right. Sure enough, half off. Check it out. Use wow. that, that offer code style, S-T-Y-L-E, at adamandeve.com today. 
All right. Uh, we were talking uh, oatmeal stout and oatmeal stout recipes. So, uh, uh, somebody throw out a recipe for oatmeal stout. What would you What would you do? What would you be putting in there? Uh, Tasty said, "You know, you had to have caramel malt in there." Yeah, I would think. Uh, what so, color caramel are you? Well, are you like a C sixty. That's where I would use uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know forties and below, or for you know IPAs and pales. This is where I bring in the sixty. It's got more character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got more. It got more uh, mouthfeel, more body to the beer. I would say, like you know, in a recipe, might have eight pounds of. Uh, of a pale or amber malt, use amber, mm-hmm. or and you know, and maybe like a pound of C sixty would be a, a good starting point. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, you know, I think uh, uh, you know, on the crystal malts, you go darker, you get into more of the figgy grapey kind of things, yeah. like a eighty eighty plus eighty to one twenty figgy grapey. Right. You get uh, lower, you get more caramel kind of character. Um, I like to do like a forty eighty split mm-hmm. or a twenty eighty split. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a little of the grapey. Get yourself, you know, some of the sweet uh, for the balancing. And then uh, I like to use a uh, a pale ale malt again for that that bready base, that biscuity base, that right. English kind of base. And then uh, uh, what about your your roasted malts? What do you what are you using on the roasted malts? Well, I would uh, maybe like fifty, you know, like uh, maybe where I would use like a pound of, of uh, say crystal again, say eight pounds of base. I would use like a half pound, half pound of uh, roasted barley and a half pound of chocolate, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something like that, or like a five percent, five percent, something like that. Yeah, or, yeah, mm-hmm, that kind of split. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. and dry stout tends to be like a ten percent, yeah. uh, ground to fine powder type of thing. Mm-hmm, um, right. You know, some around in there. Yeah, I say roasted barley, so it doesn't come out like real, you know, more for mm-hmm. almost color than anything. Let the chocolate sort of carry the beer. Uh huh. Uh huh. And be careful with the. The uh, roasted barley influence. Right. I think you need to have a little chocolate in the background there. Mm-hmm. I would do like three quarter roasted, well, one quarter chocolate, and and be uh, cognizant that you know various maltsters are going to produce different flavors. So it may be that you're getting chocolate malt. You go into your homebrew shop, say, "Give me chocolate malt." Check the level. Ask ask what you know who the maltster is, and not because anyone is necessarily that much better than the other. Although the the British monsters on this kind of thing are fantastic mm-hmm. but uh you know check to see what kind of colors you're getting what kind of flavors and and record that so next time you go to brew your oatmeal stout instead of just saying chocolate malt and then getting something 200 love of on darker uh you know you know what you had before and you can say okay well this is the difference it doesn't mean ma- it doesn't mean that it's it's wrong to use a darker chocolate uh malt but you want to know that and record that so you can say, oh, this has turned out a little more coffee-like or this has turned out more chocolate-like or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, you know, one of the things I like is uh, a pale chocolate. Pale chocolate gives you kind of a nutty, uh, dark toast kind of thing. That That is good. It's a lighter roast. Right. I'm supposed to live upon a, like a pale chocolate run, three to 400? Uh, 200. 200 yeah 200 okay. 200 to 300 hmm. um another another good malt um that i use in a nut brown ale is uh you know brown malt an english brown malt can give you kind of a nutty kind of brown background that could be so nice. things, huh. interesting things to play around with yeah. when you're trying to get that kind of character and like we said earlier the uh the golden oats the naked oats um can be uh you know a good a good nutty oaty option and that'll give you that that silky kind of 
Um, you know, it gives you more Velvety. of that flavor. But, you know, the oats, oats in <laughs> oats. general, you okay. can just use flaked oats and get kind of that, that <laughs> slickness. Um, as far as hops, you know, really you're just adding some hops for bittering. You're just trying to balance out uh, between the, the dark roasted, the bittering, and the residual sweetness. You want to keep all that in an even interplay. So it takes some messing around with the recipe to get get that exactly. Right. And, uh, you know, it's it's a wonder, you know, how, uh, like, Anderson Valley has done that. And, you know, they've all come up with this uh, nice uh, kind of balance to them. And then yeast, uh, you can go real English. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going more of the C.M. Smiths. Be aware that it's going to attenuate less. You're going to have a little more residual sweetness. So you're going to need to balance that with uh, a little roasty or uh, bittering to, to balance that. Or, you know, if you're using a cleaner American ale, uh, yeast and, and a little more attenuation uh, you're going to need a little more sweetness so maybe back off on the bittering or the roast or up the, the crystal malt the sweet crystal malt a little bit more uh, to kind of balance uh, you know oats uh, 5-10% yeah, is about right yeah it'd be about right maybe you know, no more than 10% mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, make sure that you're you're looking out for your, your water your uh, your uh, uh, pH, you know, you might need to add a little chalk or something to this to uh, help balance out, keep that thing from being too acrid, too acidy, right, and uh, ruin that balance that you're you're striving for. All right, all right. A- any anything else that that someone would add? Sounds good. I'll add an amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, hop selection. I don't know, like anything. Uh, what? Anything uh, like Ken fu- Goldings, Fugles, Goldings, those, those that all work, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah right, right, absolutely. You could go, uh, you know, when especially when you do an English version, if you want a little bit of background hop character, a lower alpha English, you know, you could do the Ken Goldings, Fugles, something, something like that. Right. You know, you give it that. Uh, you could go Target, Challenger, something like that. So they're a little higher alpha, um, uh, and and it's okay to not have any hop character in this. It's interesting. I, I do get some hop character in the Anderson Valley. I do get some hop character in the in the in the uh, Firestone Walker. Um, you know, it's it's in, in background <laughs> yeah. background characters. But you know, that's that's perfectly acceptable. It doesn't have to be completely absent. You just got to be careful that it all integrates well. Right. It doesn't detract from everything else you're trying to do. Uh, it becomes you know way too many. You know, it's like you know when your your hooker has uh, you know. Both uh, all the jewelry on and the lipstick, and you know, but then uh, she the shows up next paintings. time, and right? Got it's a little on. too much. A little too much. You're gonna yeah, be able everywhere. to have fewer parts to, yeah, yeah. little things, you know, right. a little too much to distract yeah. you. Whoa, whoa, right. right, all right. There you go. <laughs> Here's where I would come in with that cowbell again. <laughs> I'm bringing, oh, really? I'm bringing cowbell next show. Okay, all right. Uh, let's do this. Take let's take uh, one more uh, short break. When we come back, we're gonna hear. Uh, Jay-Z's Medical Corner. Oh, yes. Uh, Wait right for a, this. Right after uh, this. With the doctor. And now, Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. 
Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent mouthfeel. That's just a crazy dream. Or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of superior customer service and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the Home Brewed Chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read Read your way to better homebrew. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like AHA member deals that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymer G Magazine and E. Zymergy for tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love, and access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. Brewers, anyone can reset sell homebrew equipment and recipe clone kits. Get original at Adventures in Homebrewing. Adventures in Homebrewing has the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipe kits that you'll love. Home of the Serial Killer Grain Mill, 220,000 BTU propane burners, custom stainless steel false bottoms, as well as custom built brew stands and systems. These are just some of the items Adventures in Homebrewing designs and manufactures in-house. And the brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing keep designing too. Original extract and all-grain recipe kits that are tried and tested and proven to be of the best quality. Most popular are the Blueberry Tangerine Porter, the Nor'easter Cranberry Fest, and the Peanut Butter Conspiracy Stout. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing's original recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And don't forget to use the coupon code BIG10 when you place your order to save 10%. That's coupon code BIG10. B-I-G-T-E-N. Visit Adventures in Homebrewing at homebrewing.org right now and get original today. Homebrewing.org. Join the adventure. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. Now back 
to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're talking uh, all sorts of interesting history here in the studio. God, uh, I would love to learn more about you, Jamal. (laughs) Well, we got uh, uh, Jay-Z's Medical Corner this week. Uh, We're going going back in history. Sponsored by who? Sponsored by AdamandEve.com, I guess. Uh, we're going back in, in, in history here. Uh, sometimes we like to we like to educate our, our audience instead of uh, just titillate them or gross them out. And uh, one of the interesting things uh, I learned fairly recently uh, when uh, picking at pustules uh, along my body is uh, that uh, back, you know, you, you've heard of, uh, of George Washington, you heard of Valley Forge, you heard of... How the troops were suffering there, no shoes, no food, the cold, miserable Pennsylvania winter, right? And the, the balance of the country hanging hanging there at, at Valley Forge with the troops. Well, smallpox, the, the, the smallpox running rampant through the population. And uh, uh, if you got smallpox, you had a chance, you know, uh, four out of ten people that got smallpox died, right? Bad percentage. Bad percentage, right? And this is going through his troops. What, what Washington uh, and in the, the I think he heard these from the uh, the slaves the African slaves had brought this knowledge with them or something uh, that uh, Washington Washington decided to go ahead with what they do is they take somebody who's got smallpox they scrape the pus from their pustules that form on the body and then they cut the arm of a healthy person and they smear the pus in there to give them smallpox. Right mm-hmm. when you do it this way, it's almost like inoculating them, giving them a, a vaccine, like a vaccine. Right, yeah. and when it when it enters the body that way, instead of through the the lungs and all that, yeah. and where where it kills you, you actually have an antibody. Uh, uh, you start building up antibodies if you're healthy enough, and one in fifty dies from doing that yeah. versus wow. four in ten. Washington saved masses of his troops instead of like you know he had lost like thousands. It started, you know, he lost like 40 or 50 and made all the difference in the world. What a genius there. He was a great man. Well, there you go. Now, I'm not all 100% certain that it was was brilliant. It's kind of like when I look at all of you and you're all bitching and complaining about something. Or I'm at the brewery, people complaining about something. Endless complaints. I don't have shoes. It's cold. I'm hungry. I have smallpox. I got smallpox. I want a beer. I'm, I'm just like... Fuck them. Give them all smallpox. Cut them open. Schmear that shit in there. Kill them now. I'm sick and tired of listening to you, bitch. La, la, right? la, la, la. Right, exactly. Uh-huh. So he was just trying to kill them off. And then, like, all of them lived, and he was like, oh, go figure. Right? So he was this sadistic monster, and right. he just happened to be this, right. This is the similarity between me and George Washington. Uh, Same management philosophy. Smith philosophy, absolutely. Uh, you <laughs> bastards! You're going to complain? I'm going to kill you. There you go. That's how it works. Go so in already. Right. So uh, you think Beardy's descendants? You think Beardy's descendants are going <laughs> to eventually think? Oh, what a great man that Jamil was. Yes, I think so. I think so. Absolutely. At least his knuckle children do. I, I'm, I'm sure of that. I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> they're thinking that today. Ah uh, yes, uh, back to the show. But uh, another What's fine Jay Z's uh, medical corner, you know, with a little historical twist there. I like it. All right nice. there you go. You learn something new every day. I bet you, you did not know that about George Washington. I did not know that. Or Valley right. Forge. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it do with AIDS. Smallpox. <laughs> well, yeah. I can 
live in bed. Right, right. That's that's how we do it nowadays. Uh, we, we go ahead and get out the uh, the liquid and we infect everybody that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, uh, we got people in the in the chat. Dig yes. us out of this mess. Yes, we do. J one M one wants to know in what year did George? What no? Uh, he said, would adding oatmeal along with golden naked oats uh, with a touch of special B be a decent idea for this style? I'm sorry, not oatmeal, oat malt. Oat malt. Oat malt, golden naked oats, and a touch of special B. Yeah, I mean, I would use rolled oats, I think. Um, and uh, the golden naked, I think, is a good idea. The special B, I don't know. You know, again, I think this is like what we were talking earlier. At the very start of the show, John, you and I were talking about how people try and overdo it, try and get way too creative, trying to go way too far towards making something special when making something special is just going with a, a simple recipe and brewing it really well right. that's that's the trick on this so uh i wouldn't, I wouldn't, would wouldn't get you too, too yeah too crazy. special b might start giving you characters that would detract from the uh, from the subtleties of this beer right okay neckbeard beer wants to know are there dark malts to absolutely avoid Oh, I imagine there there would be um, hmm. black pan. Good, good question. Yeah, black pan would be a porter, right? Yeah, yeah but not not necessarily. I mean, black pan could be fine. Right. I mean, they they could all be fine. It's just the ratios that you do. Oh, I'll tell you, there was a. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you to to avoid. Yeah, yeah. I was in Australia, <laughs> and somebody came up to me and gave me a clone. That he had done from the, the Kenya Brewitt show. Uh, we had done uh, a rogue Shakespeare stout. A okay. Fabulous beer, right? Yeah, right? And he's like, I followed the recipe, and this is what came out. It was like a light brown, uh, you know, kind of porter. Hmm. And I'm like, well, this is not it. I'm like, you measured wrong or did something wrong? He's like, well, I think it's the Joe White roasted malt. I'm like, Ooh, what? Uh, you know, yeah, it's just like an Australian, Australian maltster. Uh, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, they're like, he's like, the love of bonds, correct. But, and the, the people at the homebrew shop, they're like, well, here, take a look at it. <laughs> they hand it to me and it's a bunch of, uh, real pale stuff with a couple of chunks of dark stuff and some, some, pale stuff with some black stripes on it and i mean it's just the weirdest looking shit you ever seen (laughs) it's like well don't use this crap i mean that's horrible i i'm sorry i don't know the people there i'm sure they're wonderful people and maybe they make certain things fantastically but that was crap that was crap malt don't use it yeah trust your senses you know yeah look at it and say that doesn't look like you know everything else (laughs) Don't use it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, you know, wonderful folks, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But on the other hand, um, that's not something they do well. So avoid avoid that. So there there are, are times, I think, you know, take a look. And if, you, if you're getting malt and it's got a huge variation in the color of the grains, you know, take a handful and look at it. If it's not all kind of looking uniform, you know, it's because they got, you know, this didn't work out and so they threw in some darker or some lighter to kind of just make the overall thing a particular level on they're not they don't care about the flavor at that point they're just trying to hit a number and that's that's not going to be good cadillac andy wants to know 
if oatmeal stout requires a certain amount of roast-based astringency, like would you add the roasted malt all to the mash, uh, add it to the sparge, or split it? God, I hear this all the time. You know, don't add it in the mash, cold seep, all that crap. I you throw the whole damn thing in the mash. People have been yeah. doing that for 500 years. Yeah. Just throw all the, all the crap in the, in the mash. Funny, I've tried all that, and I found that I get the best color extraction if you just throw it in the mash. Throw it in the mash, flavor, Let all that, Let you know. Yeah, I think, I think that, and I was thinking about this. Why in the world do people cling to this, oh, cold steeping, throw it in the last few minutes, all that stuff? I think because they're not uh, watching their pH. Maybe, you know, they're throwing it in early, and in, in, in previously they've gotten this this plunge in pH. Their their water is not able to handle it. You need to add a little bit of chalk, something like yeah. that. Uh, you know, balance that thing out, and that's the issue. And that's the issue they're trying to deal with by throwing it in later, cold steeping it, all that stuff. I don't think you're getting anything different. I think it's the same thing if you cold steep coffee. Uh-huh. It doesn't taste as good with heat applied to it. Right, It's the right. same thing. Yeah, yeah. So... You know, I would just I would just throw it in all at once. You know, watch your pH, measure your pH every beer you make, and uh, you know, deal with deal with your water in, inadequacies at that point. So, Big BS wants to know. Sarah nods his head and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut up and let me get to the next question." <laughs> no, no. Just, <laughs> what am I going to do? Like, oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Great, great I don't know. Do. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> let, let your answer stand. Uh, uh, Big BS. If you cook quick oats before mashing. Uh, will heating them above 122 harm the enzymes responsible for breaking down the beta glucans in the oats, or are there enough enzymes already present in the mash? Uh, there should be enough enzymes present in the mash, but they're really only active, uh, you know, around that one temperature range, the beta glucan range. So um, the gluconase enzymes. Uh, so if your mash is past that, then you're in trouble. But I wouldn't worry about the oats themselves. You can go ahead and cook the oats, and then. Everything is fine in the, uh, you know, your glucan. I don't know if the glucans change from cooking it or, but, uh, yeah, yeah you, you, all those enzymes are, are present in the, uh, in the malt. All right. And the last one, also from Big BS, would you recommend pairing warm oats uh, and a gift so sensual you cannot mention it on the radio? Hmm. <laughs> warm oats? Well, if we yeah. mention, if we gave an answer, we'd be sort of mentioning it, wouldn't we? Right, right. No, oh, uh, you're, you're just going to have to order yeah. and see what you, then what you decide. arrive then in ask. the package. Yeah, right. And then uh, see if you want to mix that with warm oats. There you go. I'm just, just going to say. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Ridiculous question, ridiculous answer. Yes, indeed. Thank you to the chat room show, yes. for all the questions, ridiculous and not ridiculous. Well, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we, yeah, absolutely. we have had a ton of fun. And if you enjoy having fun with us, uh, check out the fine sponsors. You got the... Uh, Craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com. You got that... Adam and Eve. You got the... Northern Brewer. Right. And you got the... The Fast Rack Guys. There you go. So check all those guys out. And the uh, BN good, store. Good stuff in the BN store. You go to the BN store, you can get yourself a cool hoodie. The, the new uh, Brewing Network shirt. The shirt, yeah. All sorts of great stuff that they got going on. Great there. Christmas presents. You get yourself books, you get yourself growlers, you get yourself all sorts of cool stuff. Lots of great Christmas presents. If, if you if you got somebody that loves home brewing, they're going to love all that BN gear. So uh, check it out. Uh, gifts for your friends and family and all that. And everything you buy goes to the bottom line of the Brewing Network. So check it out now. Until then, brew strong, everybody. And often. And clean. And clean.